Goosebumps number 42, Egg Monsters from Mars, by R.L. Stein. They're no yolk. Which came first, the monster or the egg? An egg hunt. That's what Dana Johnson's bratty little sister Brandy wants to have at her birthday party. And whatever Brandy wants, Brandy gets. Dana's not big on egg hunts, but that was before he found the egg. It's not like a normal egg. It's about the size of a softball. It's covered with ugly blue and purple veins. And it's starting to hatch. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. These kids, they're gonna love Dark Falls. back they're here hi you guys hi i'm daniel montgomery i'm matthew scott montgomery and we shouldn't have kept you waiting and welcome to welcome to dead cash mm, the goosebumps podcast where we talk about all things goosebumps. today we're gonna talk about eggs mo- I messed it up. Daniel's feeling a little sick, you guys. Can you hear? <laughs> Poor baby. Oh, We've been so sick. <laughs> I was sick first, and now Danny is sick. But he was like, that's not going to stop my ass from recording Deadcast today. Right, Annie? That's right. We're talking about Egg Monsters from Mars, Ooh. which um, uh, came out in April 1996. It was published. It was released. What's the word I'm looking for? Daniel, am I going to have to take control of this one, and are you going to have to do the profanity and commentary? Uh, no. I have such a soft spot, a soft-boiled spot for this book. Oh, you know what I was <laughs> thinking as I... I know you do. You know what I was thinking as we, as I was reading this Daniel, book? right now you sound like, Hello, America. Hello, America. Hello, Good America. Morning, America. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. I'm excited to tell you, on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on Good Morning America and I promise you it'll be a morning to remember. See you soon. Would you hold it against me? Uh, I was thinking about for our Goosebumps uh, food party how uh-huh. obviously this one's gonna be scrambled eggs. Yeah, I'm gonna walk into the party with a shoebox of scrambled eggs I'm gonna trip and it's gonna fly all over our guests. Oh no! Mm. Now, Egg Monsters from Mars was not a TV episode and I understand why it was not a TV episode, <laughs> yeah. because there, you, you guys will get it once we get into it. That being said, I believe it was probably what felt like the shortest the read to me of any book so far. Yeah, this one, another and one I, reeks of a Tales to Give You Goosebumps short story mm, that that, yes. that jovial Bob like, kind of spread out to make it longer. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would make a great, like, it's it's set up to make a great 
22 minute episode yeah but you would need like it would be expensive it would be expensive that is why it was not done but i think it'd be a great like animated one you know i'm trying to figure animated yes an animated goosebumps series (laughs) animated goosebumps series be just um i'm gagged i just got that um goosebumps fright rags t-shirt in the mail that is like um yes honey you know, it's like a cartoon drawing of all the famous Goosebumps monsters. And looking at that, shout out to Fright Rags. Looking at that, uh, it really makes me pine, Chris pine, for um, a Goosebumps animated show. I never thought about that before. What a waste of brain space of not thinking about that. Think about it for the rest of the day or night. Um, so let's talk about the cover of this book. Oh, can we please? So the original copy that came out, the colors of it are kind of like a dried blood and I'd a... say it's like a... Yeah, dried blood is great. It's it's a maroon. Like, it's a classic maroon. It's a maroon dried blood, and it's kind of like a textbook yellow. Yeah, definitely. And the cover of the book, I always love this cover, and like... I can't quite... Maybe I'll figure out as we ruminate re- talking about this episode or whatever, but like... This book is not amazing, but it but I love it a lot. I'm interest I like I like it a, a whole lot. It is not one of my like top favorites. I'm trying to figure out why but I like I'm, it so I'm much. I'm fascinated. I'm interested to know what about it really tickles you your your dirty little bones. My noonie. So here's here's the cover of the book. It's like, you know, a carton of eggs, a purple carton of eggs, and there's a neon green veined egg that's busted open. June is busting out all over, and there's runny you know, gold shiny egg yolk with angry black eyes spilling out of it all over this mm-hmm. Technicolor ridiculous fish lens kitchen. Mm. It's some it, of it's T. Jacobus's bursting be- with color. It's some of T. Jacobus' T. Jacobus's best work. If I'm being, if I'm telling you it's what I think, it's classic Tim Jacobus. Yeah, and sure. it's like if you guys have not seen it, to me, it's one of the like quintessential Goosebumps covers. I feel like. Do you know what I kept thinking as I was, as I was thinking about De this what? episode? I was thinking Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, yeah, for sure. Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. Biker Mice from Mars. 100. So let's get into it. Yes, let's do so it. You guys the, ready to go on an egg hunt? The protagonist Oh, of I this... also have a memory of Grandma reading this to us one night when we were little kids. You do? Yes, I remember us being in bed and Grandma actually reading this book to us. Oh, I know so when we were little sweet. babies in bed and I remember thinking it took her I love grandma it took her so long to read it I oh, remember thinking gosh. like take your time girl she, her describing this egg hunt we're about to we're, we're about to describe I remember thinking like wow grandma's really slow and deliberate with her storytelling I could learn many lessons from grandma I know right egg monsters to Mars is what 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 granny Montgomery used to teach me and Danny Mac oh sweet granny oh granny so the protagonist of this book is a boy named Dana and, which I love that. And you guys... Which I love that. Has, hashtag which I love that. That's cute. Um, da- Dana has, of course, you guys, take a big old drink. An annoying little sister. Yep. So we, his, his annoying little sister named Brandy. And Brandy great is, names. is, you know, as as annoying as it gets, as per usual. She has red curly hair. A t- take a drink. I mean, you guys, like at this point, like... You if guys see what you, we're saying? Do you guys see? Do you guys really see what we're spelling out for you here? Where it's like, this is pretty true. It's just like fucking Disney movies. There's never any mom. There's always just a dad. You know what I mean? Yes. I can get with that. Yeah. Brandy, what Brandy wants, Brandy gets. She has red curly hair. She has green eyes and dimples. 
And for her birthday, she wants an egg hunt, which makes sense because it's close to Easter, I guess, or something. Yeah. This book takes place in March, right? And Mars. Oh, Matthew. (laughs) Dana, let me tell you what Dana looks like. He has straight black hair that falls over his forehead, glasses, and he's like a little chubby. Now, I have have not you been noticing recently that I feel like a lot of Arlstein's protagonists have been a little chubby? Yeah, for the most part, they're like chubby boys with redheaded little sisters. Hmm. (laughs) Dana loves science and has a microscope and wants to be a research scientist. Oh my God, a scientist. So a week before Easter in March or April, I can't remember. It's April. It's April. Uh, Brandy's birthday. She's like, I want to have an egg hunt. So Dana and his best friend, who's also his neighbor, Anne Gravel. She is tall and skinny with red brown hair, not red hair. Red brown hair. Alburn. Um, They are going to participate in this egg hunt. Now, Anne is a real jokester. She like... You know, she really, she really. She and Dana are like best friends. There's no real st. They just kind of like giggle in her dorky together. No, no, just best friends. And she and Dana sort of place a bet on who can get the most eggs in the egg hunt. Whoa, whoever finds the most eggs at the party, like where all the where all the kids are going to be, whoever finds the most eggs actually gets an uh, one of those expensive American girl dolls. And then they're like. There's a line where it's like, but what about a prize for the boys? And, and I'm I was like, like um, my I... ass would want one of those expensive American girl dolls. Fuck you, Arlstein. I remember going to one of your basketball games, Matthew. This isn't a real memory. Didn't you, weren't you on the basketball team like in third grade or I something? I don't remember that if that's true. Anyway, all I remember is Suppressed. sneaking an American girl doll book and reading it in the stands and i remember this is the saddest memory <laughs> and i don't think i've ever told anyone this really oh my god you guys are getting the real tea here this on is Deadcast. so sad i'm gonna start crying really but i loved american the american girl doll books i loved molly molly was like my girl which one was molly Molly had glasses that's all i remember yeah she sounds like dana johnson and and wow where where are my consonants going and i when I would, when I would, um, let, well, I can't think of words today. Try, please. When I would borrow the book at the library, when I would lend, what, what is the word? I guess it's borrow. Remember libraries? Well, at the library, when I was going to, you know, check out the book, um, I would lie to the, to the librarian and say it was for like a friend or my sister. <laughs> Oh, that breaks my heart. Because I didn't want her to think that I was reading girl books. That breaks my heart. I know. It's so Look sad. at you now. You're famous and you have a podcast. It's true. I'm very famous. Yeah. And, don't and get I'm... mad. Get famous. Right, and I am in, and I am in great health. Yes, fame will solve all of your problems. It certainly has. So anyway, all the kids from Brandy's class are all there. They're going crazy, and the hunt starts. And can we just say that, like, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, like, way love Brandy more than they love Dana, and because oh, totally because. Uh, they's mom's ass was too t- too lazy to like make a real egg hunt party. She didn't paint the eggs in time, so they're literally like running around to the gravel the gravel's backyard, right? No, I think the driveway is gravel. N- no, the gravel oh. and the and gravel the family next door. Remember, it's like it's wow, an Anne's backyard. I thought Matthew was saying that the backyard was made of gravel. No, that doesn't make no sense. But the driveway is made of gravel. So it's like the two backyards with eggs that are hidden, just plain white eggs. She also didn't have time to ha- like to boil them, so they're just 
cracking old eggs. You like know? that. Do you realize that's like how to how to create an egg hunt in less than two minutes? You just literally take eggs, don't paint them, don't do nothing, just throw them around your backyard and go. Yep, and that's that's what happens. You got time to get that expensive American Girl Molly doll. So Dana it gr- finds an egg pretty quickly behind a rock and as he's picking it up he hears a scream and then he realizes basically what happens very quickly is once the kids realize that the eggs are not boiled they start cracking them on each other and throwing them and it becomes this huge egg fight and Brandy's friends start screaming and they're covered in egg and it's disgusting and sick. And she's like, my birthday's ruined. And for some reason, I don't feel bad for her and I don't care. I don't either. So Anne, Anne even starts getting into it. Anne Gravel. And she starts throwing eggs at Dana. Dana's like, stop. And Dana grabs his one egg that he's that he's already picked up. And as he picks it up, now he notices that that egg is pale... <laughs> Excuse me. That egg is pale. <laughs> it's pale green with blue and purple veins about the size of a softball. You just noticed that? And it's pulsing. A steady beat. And realize this egg is alive? And he's meanwhile getting hit with some eggs, but he doesn't care because he's like, oh my God, what is this egg? And he jogs over to Anne to show show her the egg, but he trips over Stubby, who is Anne's dog. Who is always getting in the way in this book. <laughs> he trips over Stubby, you guys, a minimum of three times in this book. Yeah. Drink. And he lands on top of the egg with a sickening crunch. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? And then he's like, oh no, I crunched the egg. But he, oh no, he gets up and realizes the egg is actually fine. It must be made of still. And then I guess I'm going to still it. Brandy is like screaming, stop, stop. Her party's ruined and she's screaming. And Dana's Dana's running to Anne to show her this egg. And he's holding it up to her and she grabs it and like just uses it as part of the egg fight and throws it at some girls. And Dana's like, don't, don't throw this magical egg. But the girl that, um, Anne throws this egg at this girl and the girl grab, like catches it instead of it hitting her and just throws it back. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Dana, like, <laughs> Dana dives for it, catches it, and when he catches it, it's he realizes that this egg is burning hot. Mm, it's burning up. Throbbing. Oh wow! And at this point, Sex Dana's parents, from Mars. Dana and Brandy's parents have come out, <laughs> come outside, and they're like, "Stop! Stop the madness!" And Dana holds onto this egg. He's like, "I think it might be a turtle egg." And he decides to hide it in his room, in his top dresser drawer, to like inspect it later and see if it's definitely a turtle egg. He can't expect it right. It can't inspect it right after way because after the ruined party, they have to go to Grandma Evelyn and Grandpa Harry's house for Brandy's birthday celebration. Whatever. And at, everybody's really upset about the egg hunt in the moment, but then later, then today, they're like, oh, wasn't that crazy? Oh, hilarious. So <clears throat> anyway, they get home later that night, and Dana's like too exhausted to inspect the egg, but as he's falling asleep, he hears a thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. Look at that egg thump. Here's a thump coming from the dresser. This made me think of um, how I got my shrunken head. He- head. Yeah, thump. for sure. And it goes thump, thump, thump. And he's like, girl, I cannot take this anymore. I gotta wake up and see what the deal is with that egg. And so he opens up the dresser drawer, and girl, that egg is burning hot. Ooh, 
hot eggs. And, and so in classic, very especially especially recently, Goosebumps Fair, he takes the egg and he's like, you know, there's a burning hot alien egg that I have that I fucking found. Let me go show it to my parents because I don't know what the fuck it is. And by the, when he goes into the parents' bedroom, they're like, fuck you, go to sleep. We don't want to hear any more about eggs and kind of shove them out of the room. And he's like, oh. And then he goes to uh, Brandy. Uh, <laughs> I want to point out that Dana's dad actually says to him, Dana's mom's like, no more eggs, Dana. And dad's like, yeah, why don't you go sit down and hatch it? <laughs> and Dana's mom is like, Stuart. Like, His name's Clark. The dad's name is Clark. Clark. He's like, Clark, you can't say that to our son. And he's like, he can take it. He's old enough. And Dana, like, sadly goes down the hall, knocks on Brandy's door. Brandy? And, and, and she's like, what do you want? He's like, I want to show you this egg. And she's like, uh, another egg after today? I don't think so. Slams the door in his face or something. Can't nobody help him with his egg. And Dana goes back to his room and falls asleep to the thumping egg. Now, in the morning, he wakes up to a loud cracking sound. Like Velcro ripping. And he hears cracking, cracking like crackling bones. That rattling old, crackling old, spooky old bones. And he opens the drawer and hears some like, uh, 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 coming <laughs> here's, from the egg. Uh, uh, he hears, uh, uh, uh. And the egg is like bouncing and throbbing <laughs> and it cracks and rips open and yellow ooze spills out of it. Oh no, Ivan ooze. And it shakes and ooze spills out of the crack onto his socks. Oh no, all of my socks. And a piece of shell pops out and Dana can see inside. This makes me think of Jurassic Park. This is totally Jurassic Park, down to the last detail. And then inside the egg is just yellow blobby stuff, and a lumpy yellow creature pulls itself out of the egg. It's a shiny, sticky, yellow blob with tiny green veins done crisscrossing all over it with round black eyes making sick sucking sounds and throbbing and pulsing. And he goes, Mom, Dad. And so he runs downstairs and is like, I've got it till someone. But of course, no one is home. In fact, there's a note on the refrigerator. It's like, <laughs> we took Brandy, our favorite child, to her piano lesson. Ugh. And he's like, I'm going to take it over to Anne's, but how do I carry it? So he's like, I'll grab a shoebox from my closet. And he's like, but how do I pick it up? I know. I can get a small metal trowel from the basement, and I can scoop it up. And um, so he does that. He tries to do that in the in the drawer, but it growls at him. Remember? It kind of Yes. Goes, it like ah. bobs up and down his growl, 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 like a dog. And like it's, a dog. And it, and it scares him. So as he's picking it up, I'm he actually scared, drops it and it me. drops it. He drops it on his shoes. And without even thinking about it, he picks it up with his bare hands and puts it in the box. And he's like, oh no, I touched the, a- the egg monster, the alien creature. And it felt like warm and it felt warm and soft, like runny scrambled eggs. I feel like all this should gross me out, but it doesn't. It kind of grosses me out. I guess so. So he takes the shoebox over to Anne's and in, through, comes through the back door into her kitchen where Mrs. Gravel is making scrambled eggs. Coincidentally, eggs all over. And she's like, can I make you some scrambled eggs, Dana? And he's like, uh, no thanks. And he's like, Anne, look what's in the box. And he trips over Stubby. Bitch. And the, you know, the yellow blobby creature flies out of the box and lands on Anne's plate. This all happens really fast. It does. So it's like, okay. Dana walks in carrying a, a shoebox full of egg monster. He trips on Stubby. The egg monster flies out of the shoebox, lands on Anne's plate of already scrambled eggs. <coughs> Anne screams like, yuck, rotten eggs. And Anne's mom immediately takes the plate and shoves it down the garbage disposal. She says, Ew, what's wrong with you? You ruined a perfectly good plate of scrambled eggs with your rotten eggs. And she, yeah, she dumps it into the garbage disposal. I was like, whoa, whoa what? I know, so fast. Dana tries to grab it, like, in the sink and accidentally grabs the real scrambled eggs. And he sees that the creature is 
is spinning around the drain and he saves it with his hands again and puts it back and is just carrying it. Anne's like, what is that? Is that a puppet? Did you make it out of an old sock? And Mrs. Gravel's like, I don't even care what it is. All I know is it's got to be out of my house right now. Out of my house right now. Out of my house right, right now. now. What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here this late. Just fixing the heater, dear. I thought that you'd appreciate. I want you out of my house right now. Out of my house right now. Out of my house right now. Oh, God. We need... And she's, you're dripping all over my kitchen. And Dana takes it outside. Anne comes with him, and Dana, Dana, Dana explains everything, basically. And she's like, oh, so you mean it's like a freak of nature like you? <laughs> and Dana's like, I'm going to take it to the science lab on Denver Street. It's only three blocks from here. Remember that science lab? And Anne's like, okay. And she goes... Um, she, he was like, would you grab the shoebox for me? And Dana's like, uh, Dana says, Anne, Anne, would you grab the shoebox for me? And she's like, are you sure this isn't a joke? And Dana's like, it's not. So they put it in the shoebox, and Dana balances it on, like, the handlebars of his bike and is riding his bike, but Stubby runs in front of his bike, and uh, he falls off of his bike. Drink. And anyway, he he rides the bike, not with, Anne stays home, by the way. He rides the bike to the lab, and it's this And long, the lab is a long, white, one-story building, like a train car with small, square windows. Like and Dana's what? like, I'm going to go find a scientist. They's going to know what the deal is. But then the door is locked, and it says, closed on Saturdays and Sundays. No, end of chapter 24. You guys, this book is almost over. So he's, he's starting to leave, and then an old man opens the door. And this old man is a scientist. And he has shiny white hair that's parted down the middle, just slick straight down with a salt and pepper mustache, pale blue eyes and a wrinkly face. And he's like, what is that, son? Is that a sick bird? And Dana says, no, no, I found a breathing egg. And, and he's like, like, oh, okay, I'm Dr. Gray. I'm the managing lab director. And he takes come him inside. inside. And inside it's all white. It's very modern looking, white, white, white. There's a chrome waiting room, dimly lit. And as they're going in, Dr. Gray closes, bolts, and locks the door behind them and takes him down a long hallway to a science lab. And Dana's like, huh, I guess he's just locking it because it's closed. And so, like, Dr. Gray's, like, shook by the fact that he brought in this egg creature, but, like, isn't so shook that he's not shocked by it. In fact, his response is, you found one. And he's like, mm, yes, this is a young one. And he explains that. He's like, yes, these eggs fell all over town like a meteor shower. They, they fell, fell all the way from Mars. In a big storm two years ago. But the eggs are so tough, they didn't burn up in the atmosphere. And he's like, I want to show you something. And he takes him through this big metal clanging door down a white hall to just like the end of this hall is this wide, dark window. And Dana's like, I can't see nothing. And he says, oh, no, wait, let me turn on the light. So he turns on the light in the room, and the room is filled with dozens of these blobby egg creatures, and they're all pulsing and quivering and bobbing. And Dr. Gray pulls out a small black control unit from his lab coat pocket, and the door opens, and they go in, and they're inside this big freezer. It's freezing. And he's like, we have to keep it cold because if it's too hot, they melt. And Dana's like, I have so many questions. Like, where do they come from and, and what do they want? And then as he's talking, he realizes that all the blob creatures have formed a circle around them. And like Dana's like, oh no, me and Dr. Gray are trapped. Egg monsters from Mars. But then he realizes that, no, 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 they're not trapped. And Dr. Gray's like, they're harmless. They sometimes they form shapes like triangles and rectangles. I think that's how they're trying to communicate. And he sees that the the little the little guy that he brought in with the shoebox has now joined them. He's like, thank you so much for bringing it in, Dana. I thought I'd gotten them all. And Dana's like, so if I found it, does that mean that one's mine? I bet you'll want to keep it and study it. Can I come back and see it? And Dr. Gray says, come, come back. back. What do you mean, come back? 
You're not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere. No, no. He's like, you can't leave. No one can know. We don't want to throw people into a panic. I don't want to keep you in here. I'm not a bad guy. I'm a scientist. But you see, you touched the creature. I have to study you, too. So this and, is actually pretty frightening to and me. And Dana's like, no, no. And he locks Dana in there, and Dana runs towards the door, but... Mr. Dr. Gray's like, it's controlled electronically, sorry. You'll have to stay here for probably a, a very long time. And he's like, you'll be okay. I take good care of my specimens. Like, I'm not a specimen, I'm a little boy. And he's locked in there from Dr. Gray, and he's stuck in there with all those egg monsters. And this reminded me a little bit of... P- Piano Lessons Can't Be Murdered, like mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek, because yes, you have definitely. this like older, you know, gray-haired, white-haired, you know, person in a position of power that you inherently trust. Oh, but they're, totally. they you immediately find out they're completely insane. Oh, totally. So Dr. Gray has had him locked in there and he's stuck in there and he says all the egg monsters are around him and they start chattering like chimps. And Dana's like this is, stop and he screams and pounds on the glass and all of a sudden they go silent. And his little little baby one, the youngest one, starts chattering, and they all the other egg monsters listen to him, <laughs> and then they all start rolling towards him in a wide wedge. What? Like a nice wedge salad with some blue cheese and crumpled bacon. Egg beans. wedge. And Arlstein points out that their bodies were slapping the floor wetly, and I'm like, what is this? I... Me on a Saturday night? <laughs> and Dana... I do want to see this animated. I do too. Dana backs up against the wall and they stop just inches from him and then they form like a they form a circle and then they form a triangle that almost like fills up the whole room and Dana's like what are they doing? Are they trying to communicate? I'm going to be a scientist about this and he forms a circle with his hands and as he forms a circle they all form a circle on the floor. He's communicating with the egg monsters. It's beautiful. And then he forms a triangle with his hands and then they form a triangle. He's like I'm communicating with them and he's like this is so unfair for Dr. Gray to keep him in here. It's so so unfair. I'm fine. My hands show no sign of disease. He's like I should feel my whole body to make sure everything's fine. So he starts touching himself all over and he touches his leg and, and realizes like, it's... oh no, it's not my leg anymore. My leg is turning into lumpy old scrambled eggs from the buffet. And then he realizes, oh no, wait, that's not my leg. I'm just touching one of the creatures that has locked locked itself onto my ankle. Oh, that's not terrifying. And then that, that creature sort of scurries away. And Dana's like, oh girl, I'm so cold. My nose is numb. Yeah, they have to keep cold. And... Um, at this point, Dana tries to do more shapes with his hands, but the the creatures have stopped communicating with him, and he's starting to feel a little despondent, curls up in a ball in a corner to keep warm, warm and it's like, I'm going to be stuck here forever. And after a long time, a food tray pops through like this tiny slot next to the door on the floor, and it's a plate of macaroni and cheese. And, and Dana screams, but I hate macaroni and cheese! Arlstein literally writes, but I hate macaroni and cheese, I screeched. And, and and he was like, I'm going to eat it anyway just for the warmth. He starts screaming, Dr. Gray, let me out. Dr. Gray, I know you can hear me. Let me out. You can't lock me in here and make me eat macaroni and cheese. Let me out. I kind of want somebody to lock me somewhere lock me up somewhere and make me eat macaroni and cheese. Yeah, that sounds good. And then he's like, oh, I have the perfect idea. And that idea is to call someone, but there's no phone there. So, um, great. Cool. Great idea. And he was like, oh, no, wait. I remember I told Anne where I was going. She's sh- She'll probably tell my parents or she'll be looking for me. And as he's falling asleep, he wakes up to his dad's voice. This is real. This, this creeps me out. And he hears his dad's voice down the hall and he hears Dr. Gray say, I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. Your son never stopped here. And, the, and Clark Johnson's like, are you sure? His bike is gone. And then Dr. Gray's like, maybe you can check out front for your son's bike. I don't know. I haven't seen any bikes around here. And 
and Dana's like, girl, Dr. Gray, that motherfucking evil ass scientist, he hid my bike. And Dana starts screaming and screaming and screaming at the window. And for me, I was like, shouldn't she be like screaming and pounding as well? I don't oh, know. I, in my mind, he was pounding too. I, I noticed that he wasn't pounding. He was just screaming. And I was oh. like, you got to pound. And he, and he hears Dr. Gray saying, would you like to look around the lab? And um, his dad says, no, that's fine. Bye. And closes the door. No. <laughs> and Dana says, I felt like sinking into the floor forever. Dr. Gray is evil. But then Dana hears his dad's voice again. And his dad goes, mm, actually, I'm back. And actually, maybe I will look around. He likes to sneak into places. And Dana can see them at the end of the hall. Through that window or what? Through the window, he can see them at the end of the hall. But even but, though he's screaming and not pounding, his dad never looks in the direction of the window and never sees his son trapped in there freezing, dying, and screaming. So he pounds. He starts finally starts pounding and screams as they... That's his dad and Dr. Gray are like looking in all the labs, but not looking down the hall, simply down the hall just to see him. And I thought this was funny. At the very end of that chapter, basically dad walks down all the the hallway directly into the window and stares into the window at Dana. And he's like, oh, he's I'm, I'm going to be rescued. He sees me. But then after he stares at Dana, he turns back to Dr. Gray and says, thanks for showing me around. Dana definitely isn't here. Sorry I wasted your time. <laughs> and he's like, what? You saw me. And it's like a two-way mirror sort of situation, you know? Or, like, window where, I don't know, Dr. Gray has to, like, turn on a special light so you can see through it. I don't really know. And even though Dana can see out of it, his dad can't see in it. But I love the idea of Dana's dad saying, he definitely isn't here. Goodbye! And, like, even though, like, I guess at this point, Dana is pounding or making some kind of noise. Because Mr. Johnson is like, wait a second, what's that noise? Like, I hear something. And Dr. Gray is like, He's oh, like, oh, it's, it's just the these pipe. pipes. It's this... these rusty old pipes. A plumber is coming on Monday. Bye! Okay, bye! Do you know the other thing I thought about? It was like, why don't you try and s- scream through the food slot? Oh, yeah. But I, I know I'm the only person that would think about that. No, I, I don't know. I think I would, too. <clears throat> anyway, Dr. Gray angrily comes down the hall towards Dana. He's in trouble now. Oof. And they have a conversation with Dr. Gray through the glass. And, I'm, and as soon as they started talking to each other through the glass, I was like, "What? Do you, how can they talk and hear each other, but the dad can't hear him screaming? And Dr. Gray's like, oh, it only works when I, um, I can control the sound with my control unit that's in my pocket. And you can only see into the room when this light is turned on that I control. Sorry, you're going to stay here forever. And, and Dana's like, Dr. Gray is evil and crazy. And he's like, I'll start testing you in the morning. Good night. And turns off all the lights except for a tiny little bulb in the room. So you guys... Dana has to spend the night overnight in this freezer with these egg creatures. Almost over. Yep. And that night, uh, Dana's by himself, and the creatures are totally still. And he's like, are they asleep? And he's curled up in a ball to go to sleep, and he's so cold and, and screams at them, aren't you cold? And he's so upset. And then he closes his eyes and starts to fall asleep. And when he opens his eyes, he sees that they're all coming towards him. Making those wet, smacking sounds. Fast. And he's like, oh, God. And he starts to freak out and tries to stand up. But his knees wouldn't work. They're like rubber. And he's in the corner. And like a, a wall of rolling egg monsters are coming towards him. And they've formed one big creature. They've come together to form one big creature. And a wall like is sweeping over him. And it sweeps over him, covers him, smothers him, smuckers him. 
and it starts to cover up his whole body up to his chin. No, and he's please. like, oh god, they're gonna suffocate me. They're trying to kill me. And he's like, it's he could, and feel- he could feel their heartbeats all over him. His those warm heartbeats pressing against his naked body. <laughs> he all of a sudden is very warm, feeling their body heat, their yeah. egg heat, and he realizes, oh no, wait, they're not trying to smother me. They're not trying to suffocate me. They're trying to form a warm blanket for me because they know I'm cold. Oh, egg monsters from Mars. So he has this scrambled egg blanket. You guys are so sweet. You saw how cold I was, and now I'm all warm because you turned yourself into a blanket. So when he wakes up the next morning, well, he actually wakes up the next morning to Dr. Gray shaking him, saying, what have you done? And he throws the egg blanket off of 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 Dana and it hits the wall with a loud slap and tiny squeals of pain Aww. and it flops to the floor and says how did you do this how did you make this happen and, and, and Dana's like they did it they they did it to save me and he's like you ruined everything Dana you let them touch you are you crazy so okay can you explain <laughs> this to me Dr. Gray starts li- flipping his motherfucking shit on um Dana here cuz he's he's like you you're, you're contaminated you touched them they touched you but Hasn't Dr. Gray been touching and throwing Dana around a lot? And hasn't Dr. Gray been throwing the egg blanket off of him? And has he been... T- didn't he poke the one earlier, said this is a young lung? Dr. Gray, you're touching these things as much as Dana's touching them. You're contaminated too, you stupid bitch. You're supposed to be a fucking scientist. Fuck you. Yes, I feel the same way. And that blanket is like, starts to angrily throb. And Dr. Gray like, k- kind of harshly, violently grabs Dana and takes him to the door and says, I thought you could be trusted. I hoped I could keep you alive, but I'm so sorry to see that now I cannot. crazy. And as Dr. Gray, like, reaches for the remote control unit to, I don't know, open the door to take Dana outside and kill him, I guess? I'm not sure. Um, Dana breaks free and runs to the other side of the room and tries to get away from him. Dr. Gray says, you've ruined these egg creatures. You know, you, you've you've ruined all my you've ruined all my experiments by touching them or whatever. And he says, "I'm gonna freeze you to death in this room." Actually, and he closes the door and says goodbye. And oh, and oh no, wait, he doesn't leave just yet. But he's about to leave and walk out the room. And uh, Dana screams to him, "No, stop, Doctor Gray!" And Doctor Gray turns around and is like, "What?" And as he turns around, that blanket, that egg blanket, sort of like stands up and hops up and drops over Dr. Gray with a loud thud. And he can hear Dr. Gray struggling and freaking out under the egg blanket, sort of like thrashing around with it. Suffocating. Sorry, don't feel sorry for you. And Dana runs out the door because now it's been opened by the remote control unit. And he runs down the hall, runs outside, finds his bike behind the dumpster. Mm, I knew he had Rides home, gets into the kitchen, and and is like freaking out, hugs his mom and dad. They're like, where have you been? We called the police. And Dana's like, egg monsters. Egg monsters from Mars. He's like, I was trapped here in the freezer in that scientist place. Dad, you came there, but I was there. I was there the whole time I was trapped Dr. Gray that doctor he kept me there he's crazy and he keeps babbling nonsense about Dr. Gray and it's like do you need and they're like honey do you need to see Dr. Martin and like I don't need to see motherfucking Dr. Martin he's like I need you guys to come to this this lab right the fuck now and da- the dad is I, I was impressed by this the dad finally is like okay okay I'll we'll come with you we believe you we'll drive you back to the lab and they drive back to the lab the but doors once they open. get to the lab yeah the doors open and they cannot find Dr. Gray or the egg monsters anywhere everything's totally empty. And and Dana's like, where are they? Where are the egg creatures? Where's Dr. Gray? Maybe they went back to Mars. Maybe they took Dr. Gray with them. Let's go home. <laughs> 
So they go home. No charges are pressed. Dr. Martin, like, checks out. Dr. Merrick. Checks out Dana and is like, you're fine. Everything's fine with you. You're not sick. You're all good. And and Dana's like, do you feel okay? And Dana's like, I guess I feel a little weird, but I'm just tired, I guess. And then so he goes to bed. So he wakes up the next, um, next, uh, oh, he wakes up that afternoon. He sleeps during the day and hears from outside Brandy telling her friends that Dana said he was, Dana was kidnapped from, by egg monsters from Mars. <laughs> and Dana's like, I don't care. I'm just happy to be free. And he hears Anne calling his name from outside. And she's like, want to come over and play battle chess on CD-ROM? And he's like, yeah. And like, everything's perfect now. He's like, oh, well, things are back to normal now. Brandy's a little bitch, but I'm going to go play battle chess with my best friend. And he brushes his hair in the mirror and he's like things are looking pretty good i spent the night with some aliens that's pretty cool and i made it out alive i'm in a great mood he even hugs brandy on the way downstairs and he's like what a day what a beautiful perfect normal day all right do you want we're gonna read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this crazy book my sister brandy asked for an egg hunt for her 10th birthday party and brandy always gets what she wants What a day. What a beautiful, perfect, normal day. And then halfway across Anne's lawn, I stopped. I crouched down on the grass, and I laid the biggest egg you ever saw. That is one of my favorite Goosebumps Goosebumps (laughs) twists of all time. I laughed out loud. When I read this one, like... Actually laughed out loud. I howled. It's the stupidest... (sighs) weirdest, randomest ending of a Goosebumps book, book, I feel like. is so short? It's so short. This is easily our shortest episode ever. Silly zippy. When I think of this book, though, I think of Egg Blanket, and I think of the ending of it. And it makes me so... I think why I love this book, this short, short, silly, stupid book, why I love it so much, is this dumbass ending, because it's so hysterical. Get nasty. Just this kid, like, sitting down on the grass and laying an egg. Like, what the fuck? Like, So fucking funny. I can just see, like... Like, jovial Bob Arlstein like writing this book and like rolling his eyes at himself Cackling and laughing like and be like I'm gonna have him lay a fucking egg at the end of this book hilarious in fact made me th- it made me think like maybe that was the twist first and he wrote it backwards because it's so outrageous and hilarious. I hope you guys had fun listening to the short short episode of Welcome to Deadcast and um, it made you want to go out and get some eggs how do you like yours I like mine over medium to over hard sometimes scrambled yes I like mine you know I like mine poached Oh, I do, yeah. and I like hard-boiled eggs, but I also really like them over. I like them over medium as well. I like them in a nice warm blanket wrapped around me, or in a nice tight top. <laughs> yes, both of those would be so nice. <laughs> so there's no TV episode for this one. So, we're, uh, and neither for next week or next episode, the Beast from the East. There's no television episode either. Weirder, yeah, I know. Th- things are gonna get really, really kooky and weird. And like Arlstein's gonna be at his all-time full tilt madness. Like we're in the, we're in the thick of the weirdness now, and I'm. Loving it. Get Nacy. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com, we gaggle and cackle over those emails that you guys send we us. We love them so much. Thank you for all the reviews on iTunes and all the comments on Instagram and Twitter. As you, as you can see, if you've been tweeting at us or, di- or messaging us on Instagram, we love to chat and giggle and retweet oh, and all that I'll stuff. Um, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. My Twitter is iRobotUJane. And both of Daniel's are DannyMac769. That's right. So I love you guys. I love you too. I love I don't you think, too. <laughs> there's something about this 
something about this book that like fills me with love and like thank you guys so much for joining us for this hold on honestly thank you guys thank you so much. like what an episode what a beautiful perfect normal episode be right back Dan and I have to go crouch on the gravel lawn and lay the biggest eggs you ever saw if you dare <laughs>